Ground ball. Bregman on two hops. Low throw picked by Yuli. Division winners. The golden era of Astros baseball continues. A fourth division title in five years. The crown is back where it belongs. Deep in the heart. Welcome. This is Bleacher Blums, a sports podcast for baseball fans. Now here's David Tuttle and Astros master of banter, Blummer. That clip is brought to you courtesy of AT&T Sportsnet, my, one of my employers, and a great call by Todd Callis. What a joy it is to have a guy with that kind of voice, that kind of uh, imagination and enthusiasm to be able to make that call as the Astros go on and win the 2021 American League Western Division title. That was the night previous and couldn't be more proud to be on that call. You are now speaking to the broadcaster for the 2021 American League champions in the West. The crown is back in the heart of Texas. Tuttle, what do you got? I am honored to be speaking to the broadcaster (laughs) for the twice removed uh, three out of four years American League champion, uh, West champions. Yeah, it's a a great honor. The one time it's good to be guilty by association. That's right. Now, well, I don't two, know about the 2017 one time, aside. I'm pretty proud of the, to be a part of the 2021 uh, American League champs, Houston Astros. It happened last night. I know by the time that you everybody is listening to the Bleacher Blums, they will know that the National League is set. We are actually hoping over the weekend to hear about David Tuttle's team, the San Francisco Giants, locking up the National League Western Division title because right now they are in the playoffs. They've got good lord setting records left and right with the the amount of wins they are racking up and able to hold off the Dodgers who have been on an absolute tear since the trade deadline and have only been able to gain one game on the San Francisco Giants. It's absolutely mind-blowing what's happening out in the West, but this central time zone Western Division champion is pretty happy that it finally happened. It took forever to get there. I want to say that it was going to be, I was anticipating it kind of be an anticlimactic, but by the time it happened and seeing the smiles on these guys' faces, and I don't know if you watched any of it on TV, Tuttle, but these guys were pretty stoked. And what a unique time to be an Astro fan, because like you just said, four out of the last five years, American League West Division champs, but you had a run like this being a Giants fan in the, uh, what's it, the, the early 2010 where they went every other year winning a World Series. So you know what it's like. Yeah, we needed even years, and that's what makes me nervous about this year, like 2021. I don't like the odd year. It was 2010, 2012, 2014, but uh, but the world's different now, right? That was all under Bochy, and although they have Posey and Crawford and some of the same guys, I'm looking forward to uh, them breaking that even year curse. I will say this, to your point, the Dodgers continue to get the credibility or the kind of like the Dodgers are on a tear, but they just can't catch the Giants. Why don't they say the Giants are on a tear and the Dodgers are just trying to keep up with them and it's just not working out. I just, I find it funny and maybe that's because the Dodgers are the World Series champs. Um, I do have a stat for you. I was going to throw it into the middle of the podcast, but um, since they acquired Scherzer and Turner at the trade deadline, the Dodgers are 40 and 13. 40 and 13 and they have gained one game on the San Francisco Giants. So 
that also means that the Giants must have been <laughs> either way ahead at the uh, trade deadline or that they're also tearing the cover off the ball and playing really well. And, and I think both, both of those things are true. So, But I, yeah, hopefully we can lock it up. Last night was a big one. Uh, late night Lamont got another uh, late hit. I like a that name, single. dude. That's got to stick. So you know what he hates is he hates being late night Lamont because that means he's only doing things late in the game. He'd rather he said he'd rather be early game Lamont <laughs> hit a three run homer in the first. But but he's crushing you know, you closers, gotta, man. Yeah, that's right. Get in when you can fit in or fit in where you can get in. So they're they're just you know they just are refusing to lose just like the Dodgers are. Like I said, this isn't a. This isn't a, I'm not biased. I mean, I want the Giants to win, but man, both those teams are just like, they're just kind of making each other better. Um, anyway, I don't want to take away from your American League West champs. No, this is a part of the game, man. We have got to have the, we've got to have the Houston San Francisco matchup in the World Series. Oh man, that would be fantastic. Of course, we can't put the uh, friendly wager up to uh, Twitter to decide what's going to oh, happen. Oh dear God, no. Yeah. Oh, that oh, and I, I'm still I'm still sitting by the mailbox every day waiting for my St. Arnold whatever coming. Anyway, can you? Ship anyway, beer? I've never even shipped beer. <laughs> you could ship beer. What if I ship shipped six empty beer bottles? Would you be mad? I would. Hear that thing rattling as it landed on your doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, let's uh, let's welcome everybody into the Bleacher Blums podcast. Hopefully, they've figured out already that. Um, we are left coast and uh, third coast, uh, the Bleacher Blums podcast, Jeff Blum, 14-year Major League Baseball player and current color commentator for the Houston Astros, American League West champions. Oops. Four out of the last five years. I said three out of the last four, but you know who's counting? You lose track out here. Yeah. Um, and then myself, David Tuttle, um, co-host of the Bleacher Blums podcast, uh, nine-year professional baseball player and... Uh, Team USA and All-American Pitcher and all those kind of things. But most importantly, uh, like I said, co-host of the Bleacher Blums podcast. We have all the socials, bleacherblums.com, Bleacher Bums on Instagram, Bleacher Blums on Twitter, at Blummer27 on both socials, at Real David Tuttle on all the socials. Get on there, any platform that you can, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, enjoy the ear candy that we provide to all of you folks in the bleachers. Yeah, more is better. So keep passing it around. Keep doing us a favor. We're on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can check us out on Blue Wire Pods also. And uh, we've got some uh, we've got some developments as far as a, a road trip, and uh, hopefully getting into that Blue Wire Podcast Studio in Las Vegas maybe that first weekend of December. So mark that on your calendar if you're a Bleacher Blums fan, and you got time to make a road trip and come hang out with us in Vegas, it might be a really fun idea. Uh, but I have really nothing other than the fact that baseball is winding down. The season is finally over. So basically what's on tap, brought to you by St. Arnold, is that final weekend of the season. Talked about the Astros uh, locking up the American League West. The Giants are about to do the same thing out in the National League West. And we just want to know what that playoff scenario is going to be. It's going to be a fun weekend here in Houston as everything just kind of settles down a little bit. You get guys rest, get them off their legs, make sure that they're ready to start that uh, division series on Thursday. And if the season ended today without these last three games being played, it would be against the Chicago White Sox. And I'm sure that stirs the pot here in Houston with me being in the vicinity because I'm already getting requests for appearances in Chicago, not here in Houston just yet, but I'm sure that Chicago can't wait 
to hear about uh, how the Houston Astros are going to compete against the Chicago White Sox this time around in the postseason. Uh, Blummer, does that tear um, your uh, allegiances or like split you at all? I mean, obviously the Chicago folks and, you know, they got a statue of you outside and there you go. The World Series ring. Um, I don't know at this point if that tears your allegiances, but Chicago has been so good to you, as has Houston. Um, I just wonder if there's something, you know, in your mind or in your heart that makes this more challenging. Ooh, ah. Folks, uh, that might be a short hop. Yeah, there you go. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, just showing off my rings, my bling. You know what? Everybody asked. (laughs) Everybody asked. That was the the, uh, Houston Astros uh, American League Championship one from 2019, I believe. But, you know, everybody asks about the loyalty, and I think it's kind of interesting and kind of – it's probably – it, it's it's tough because obviously right now I am an Astro. I am employed by the Astros. I've worked nine years in their broadcast booth. I spent five years on the field with them. So obviously my heart and soul are with the Houston Astros. But as far as accomplishments for a player, Chicago is where I kind of made my name and and had my opportunity. So there is a little bit. It's I don't. Is it loyalty? What I don't even know what the word is. There there is a certain it. sense of loyalty, but and not obligation, but there pride. Maybe a little bit of pride is what it is with uh, the Chicago White Sox. Just in the sense that I had the opportunity to play with a great team that ended up winning. It just so happens serendipitously that it was against the Houston Astros and creates this controversy, but. You know, that that was my playing days, my broadcast days. I'm an Astro fan, and I think the Astros got a real shot to get back to the World Series, man. And I think, you know, one thing that's hard to remember when you have, you know, fan attached to everything, right? A fanatic is, you know, if you're a yeah. lifelong fan of somebody, it's different. But you hear it all the time, and it becomes a cliche and a saying. But, you know, you, it's a business, right? Like that year, you were employed by them on a great team, and it's something that you're never going to forget. And it's an experience that was once in a lifetime. But the next year, you're on a different team, or the year after that, you're on a different team. And that's a whole new collection of experiences. And we've talked about all these guys. It's not like, you know, it's not like you only played with, you know, Osmus, you know, in Houston. Maybe you did, but, you know, Osmus could have been catching in San Diego and then you got moved over to, you know, Houston with him. And, you know, you have all these guys that kind of, we've all played for different teams and in different cities and different experiences. And I think, I think you, you obviously articulated it well. And I thought my question was, you know, I didn't think it was unique, but you said you get that, asked that question all the time. I don't think there really is a division of your allegiances. Obviously, when it comes down to it, you're rooting for the Astros to take down the White Sox or whoever they play in the playoffs um, as not just because you're employed by them, but that's, you know, those are the guys that you're associated with now. It's kind of like your new team. So it makes perfect sense to me. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, hopefully this does do a little bit better job of explaining it. And, you know, in talking about them clinching on that Thursday night, I had the opportunity to get on the field and, you know, part of the fun of being a broadcaster is being involved in these situations, getting to know these guys. Obviously, 2020 was a, a crappy year all the way around, but at the same time, the Astros made it. But we didn't get a chance to get around these guys. Everything was done via Zoom. It was done, you know, in really, you know, big time social distancing type situations. But now to be on the field, go through a 162 game season, watch these guys, talk to these guys, watch them evolve, see kids be born in their family and get to know them on a personal level and now watch them win another championship. And you know as well as I do that how unique it is just to make it to the playoffs and get a ticket to the dance for these guys is, is incredible. 
But it's great for me to get on the field, see the excitement in their eyes, and get a chance to talk to them. Because winning four out of the last five and going to the playoffs, I think six out of the last seven years, is incredible. I mean, this is all that a guy like Carlos Correa or Lance McCullers Jr., this is all they know. Whereas you've got guys who are in the Hall of Fame who spent 20-year careers on the, on the field and never got a sniff you know, maybe at a first round playoff or never even got to a World Series. So I think it's a lot of fun. And if you go, like Tuttle said, if you go to my uh, Instagram at Blummer27, if you go to my Twitter handle or go to at ATT Sportsnet SW, you're going to see a bunch of interviews that we actually had a chance to talk to these guys. But it was really unique to talk to Martin Maldonado, a veteran, smile on his face, holding his kid, his kid's eating goldfish. I mean, it, it was just the whole thing about it, it. It actually was pretty magical after we finally got there. Carlos Correa, you know, I don't have the guts to ask him about what's going to happen in the in free agency because I want to enjoy each and every moment with him now. But uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And selfishly, I had an absolute blast uh, last night. And part of the beauty about them going to the playoffs is I get to hang around them a little bit more and not have to work. So pregame, I'll be able to get on the field, chat with them, talk with them, talk to the opposing teams a little bit if I know anybody over there. And then, man, 705, 708, guess what? I'll be knocking a couple back, dude. Yeah, I'm watching the game like a fan. Um, you know, we've talked about maybe YouTube game, you know, in the playoffs or having you guys continue to work throughout the playoffs in the future, but obviously that's not happening this year. That's still something that uh, fans should be clamoring for because of the insight that you guys provide, especially as we kind of creep out of the COVID thing. And I was just going to say to your point about um, getting on the field and talking to those guys. I mean, this is what the ex-ball player brings, which is not asking Carlos Correa that question because you know darn well if you're a media member, especially a national media member, the, one of the first questions he's going to get is, Carlos, what about your free agency? And the answer will be, oh, I'm just worried about this year and this, you know, I mean, we already know how that dance is going to go. So I think, you know, the fact that you didn't ask him that and they should enjoy it. And we've talked about that on this very podcast many a time. This is all about them and this team, and each year is unique. We just touched on that with the uh, Astros and the White Sox. Let's let them enjoy this, and it's hard work. 162-game season. I mean, look at how hard the Dodgers and the Giants are working right now just to to clinch. You know, they're both over 102, 103 wins, and they still don't really have it locked up. I mean, that is the intensity is palpable, and I think that's what you see when they celebrate. And I think I asked you the silly question before about gosh, you know, why do they celebrate, you know, the end of the season and then the division series and then the championship series and the world series, it all seems very similar and a little monotonous. But I think when you get under the hood and, you know, pull back the, you know, the, the, the curtain, you'll understand that this is, this is a lot of hard work and this is all these guys know how to do. And, you know, after 2017 and some of the other tension that was built uh, up, I think as a true competitor to kind of you know, to come out on top at the end of the season, it's definitely worth celebrating and definitely, um, like you said, uh, worth enjoying. So with that being said, have you been paying any attention to the American League wildcard? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What the heck is going on with the Seattle Mariners, dude? Yeah, they're going to sneak in, I think. You think they're going to sneak in? Because right now they're tied with uh, the Boston Red Sox, which I couldn't believe. They had, uh, Seattle had the night off last night. And as they're doing they that, gained Boston, a game. they gained a game <laughs> with but like sleeping on their little pillow. <laughs> or have you ever seen So I Married an Axe Murderer? Oh, yeah, that's great. You got to see it. I mean, Mike Myers, 
plays his dad in that movie, and he's got this son who's got this big afro hair and this big old head, and he goes, oh, look at him and his great big head. He's like, move! You can't see, like, the TV, and he's got this Irish-Scottish accent or whatever it is. Look at the size of that boy's head. Shh. I'm not kidding. It's like an orange on a toothpick. Shh. You're going to give the boy a complex. Well, that's a huge noggin. It's a virtual planetoid. Shh. Has its own weather system. Heed! Move! And he's like, oh, he's crying himself to sleep on his great big pila. I mean, I was dying, but that's what made it me think of it. Is they're, right. sla- they're sleeping there, and they're watching. The Boston Red Sox went into Baltimore. What did you say about Baltimore a couple podcasts ago? Yeah, they're out of the playoffs next year, right? <laughs> I mean, we know. Yeah, they're out of it next year. They took two out of three from the Boston Red Sox, and that's yeah. why the Seattle Mariners are tied with them right now. Yeah. They beat Chris Sale on the uh, opening game of that series and then lost the final game again. So they lost two out of three to put them at 89 and 70 as we stand. Again, when this podcast comes out, we will know who has won that wild court card or there's even the potential that there's a three-way playoff if the New York Yankees falter and and lose I think to they play Tampa Bay and I think Tampa Bay might go up there with a chip on their shoulder trying to beat them and if Boston wins a couple of games if the Seattle Mariners continue the way they are there's a possibility that there could be a three-way tie for the wild card then you'd have to have two play-in games and then a wild card playoff and then go to the division series. This is setting up to be one of the more unbelievable finishes to uh, a major league season. I love it. And you know the guy that yeah. you you the guy that you questioned me about a couple podcasts ago, uh Ryan Mountcastle is the guy. Yep. He, I think he hit the three-run homer off uh sale and then last got night him. all I got on SportsCenter was uh Mullins got punched out on a terrible call that it was a knuckle curve that was like eye high, and he argued and mumbled, and they couldn't believe it. And you know, it's one nothing in the fifth inning or whatever. Doesn't matter. Mount Castle came up next after Mullins argued with the umpire and cranked one out, three one, and they end up winning six two. And like you said, I think this is when we've talked about it before: hockey, baseball. You know, they get to be uh, at their the the pinnacle of excitement for me as a fan is right now. I mean, this is. This is high-intensity stuff, and I think for teams like the Astros that have clinched, um, if the Giants can pull out the clinch and make you know the Dodgers play a one-game playoff and then a you know a tougher division series, this is when, I mean, the Yankees especially, they better use all of their bullets right now to get in because yep. if you try and rest somebody or say no, this isn't going to happen, and yeah, let's let's throw our fifth starter because we need to save our guy for the playing game. Um, the Cardinals have already announced Adam Wainwright's taking the bump for the Dude, for the, the one Cardinals. game playoff. I mean, you, wow. I know they're on fire too. Don't want to play them. <laughs> um, so, and Adam Wainwright, like he's got a little experience in big games. I, uh, you know, closing out world probably series step and up stuff, and yeah. yeah, he'll probably he'll probably step up and uh, <laughs> have a have a good performance. Uh, anyway, the sarcasm aside, I mean, it's it's the best time of year to be watching baseball, and I think you're right. I mean, whether it's the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Mariners or even the Blue Jays, I think, still have a pulse. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, this is this is a time to be watching. But um, you know, advice to managers out there, not that they need to hear it from me. Like, do not save any bullets. Like, you got to go for it right now. Now, pedal to the metal. You're right. Toronto's only a game out. I love that you brought up the St. Louis Cardinals because I'm that I'm not a St. Louis Cardinal fan. I having played against them in the National League Central, obviously Tony Larusa, Albert Pujols, and these guys during the era that I was playing against them couldn't stand them. Uh, they were arrogant. They won all the time. It was annoying as hell. But 
I have I, I have this secret allegiance to two players on that team that if you've been listening to this podcast or listening to the broadcast for the Houston Astros, you know this uh, uh, this affinity I have for two guys on their team, and they both play the corner positions there. Nolan Arenado was one. Uh, he's a San Clemente guy. I had the chance to hang out with him a couple of times over the offseason, got to know him over the last four or five years, and one of my favorite players to begin with, and then I had a chance to meet him and hang out with him a little bit. And he took that next step. He's getting close to that David Tuttle, you know, status. If he came on the podcast, he might <laughs> get close to that, but he's got some work to oh, do. Dang. But I'm a huge Nolan Arenado fan. I love the fact that he went from Colorado to St. Louis and lit it up still and proved to everybody that he is worth that contract. And he can he, he's not carrying a team, but he can definitely contribute to a champion. And I know that means a lot to him. And then you go across the diamond to Paul Goldschmidt. I was with the Arizona Diamondbacks when he was a rookie coming up. Uh, he's out of the woodlands down here in Houston. So he's a Houston kid. Uh, you know, there was, there was a great story in the clubhouse when he was a rookie. Uh, and he, uh, you know, a couple of guys were giving him a hard time, you know, some rookie hazing, just kind of ragging on him a little bit. And, you know, they pointed to me and they were like, Goldie, you're so, you're so, you know, you're so green and so raw right now. You probably don't even know how to spell this guy's first name. And they pointed to me, and obviously me being a G-off kind of throws everybody for a loop. And Goldie promptly looks over and goes, he spells his name G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-B-L-U-M. He's Jeff Blum. And everybody went, what the hell? And, you know, he kind of blew him up. And they're like, how the hell do you know that? And this is when I knew I was old and ready to retire. He goes, oh, I watched him growing up when I was a kid. And I just went. Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> that was, you're you know, at, the, at, the, at one time you're like, man. Thanks, Goldie. And all of a sudden, he kicked me right in the nuts. And I went, oh, but yeah. love the guy to death, plays the game the right way, does it right off the field. And so I'm, I'm a huge Cardinal fan. But you being a giant fan and your, your you know, your, not your hate, but your disdain maybe for the Los Angeles Dodgers, I'd be a little concerned about playing the Cardinals in that first round like you're talking about against Adam Wainwright, man. It could be a 100-win season and then one and done for them. It really could be. And and like I said, that's why you got to sell out now. I mean, the Giants seem to be hanging on. We talked about late night Lamont early yeah, on. Win it, baby. Yeah, just win it and then then take a deep breath and get ready for the, the series. So, uh, you know, I have an affinity for those guys as well. I mean, I think when you know guys do it the right way, um, it, it's really easy yeah. to really easy to enjoy the guys that are superstars. Arenado was kind of hidden in Colorado, but everybody knows he's one of the top five guys in the league. And but like you said, when you get to know them personally and you see that they go about their business the right way and, you know, a lot of people uh, want their time and attention as well, you know, when you're a superstar and, and the fact that you're able to keep yourself humble and just, you know, go about doing your business the way you're supposed to uh, is always uh, really, truly impressive. So it's it's good to hear that those guys are, and I had the same thing in the minor leagues, the A's and the Cardinals teams that we played against, man, I couldn't stand them, you know, our <laughs> When I first played with the Reds, we had a similar policy with the Yankees, like no facial hair and no this, and we would show up for beat batting right. practice. We have to wear unis. The A's and the Cardinals would come out like hat backwards, like sleeveless shirts and like mashing, <laughs> and you're like, I hate these guys, but mainly I hated them because I was jealous. I wanted to be them. I'm like, yeah, how come we have fun looking cool? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, isn't that what it's supposed to be about? I want to look cool and play baseball. Instead, we were like all tucked in and buttoned up, and they would beat oh. our butts and you know, it was just, they were, they had a, they, they had that kind of mental edge cause they could kind of do what they wanted. So, uh, yeah, anyway, let the I was, kids play, man. 
Yeah, I was going to say one more thing. You mentioned the Cardinals. This is a little off uh, on a tangent, but I think that's what the Angels are going for. You have Shohei Otani and Trout, but they sign a guy like Rendon and maybe not the pitching, but you know, here are the Cardinals plugging along. They always seem to have, you know, the right guys and they get Arenado and Goldschmidt and they start off the year kind of 500 and they're just 50-50 and they're, you know, they're not playing well. And, you know, you get the clubhouse going the right way and the talent and, as you mentioned, the the right um, mindset, I guess. And there they are again, right there in the mix. And uh, I think that that's kind of what the Angels were probably trying to accomplish, but it just didn't work out for them. But gosh, you know, Rendon and Trout have been out most of the year. Let's hope that uh, that they can kind of get that organized next year or the year after with, you know, having three of the best players in baseball because I think, you know, on paper it looked like, you know, the Angels wanted to do the right thing by getting three, you yeah. know, powerhouse guys. But it must be something in the water in, in St. Louis because the Cardinals uh, pulled themselves together and, you know, they're where they need to be. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of fun in this analytic world you know, to see the Seattle Mariners and see the St. Louis Cardinals, I think it does give a lot of teams hope. And then, you, of course, you have the Tampa Bay Rays who just play great baseball. But, but between the Seattle Mariners and the St. Louis Cardinals, you cannot quantify belief. Self-belief is one of the most powerful things out there. And, the, and like you said, if you can get belief in yourself and then believe in the guy on your, on your right and the guy on your left, and all of a sudden you've got this group mentality, it, it can be pretty formidable, man. Yeah. Hey, speaking of belief, I, I believe that we need to go to a commercial break and let the uh, Blue Wire Network get some uh, get some advertising in here. So uh, we'll take a break right now. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts that help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And we're back. Hey, um, Blummer, let's uh, jump from baseball. There's uh, On Monday when this gets released, there'll be a lot more to talk about from a baseball perspective, but we've kind of covered what is uh, you know the scenarios that we think are going to happen. But um, I dread bringing this up because uh, last few weeks I've talked to you off the ledge about Dude, fantasy you got football. Rolled. I did get rolled, but <laughs> I uh, I was going to skip through that uh, and just say Zeke, <laughs> Zeke Elliott. I think scored two or three touchdowns last week. So I really I talked you off the ledge, and now everything's rolling along for you. But I got rolled. I, that's probably the worst score I'm in on the fantasy. Zeke train. Yeah, now you're on the Zeke train. For someone like you. Who's played Dude, baseball for so ago, long? I was jumping off a bridge. No, I'm just saying, for someone like you who should be a lot like I am, which is even keel, like, hey, it's a long term thing. You know, we're going to be parenting Dude, for a long I time. Am like, psychotic. you're Yeah. How many waivers did you make this week after you already won again? You probably made like seven <laughs> waiver claims. Oh, 
I had zero and I got smoked. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I need to follow the waiver chain. I just don't want to, I mean. It's I like know, an addiction though. I got to yeah. click that button. I'm like, oh, this guy's available? I have no, I, I didn't even hear about the guy when I, like when the draft was happening, but oh, he's available? Yeah. Got him. And then he sits on your bench anyway, most likely, oh, right? Because yeah. you're not going to start the guys. Yeah. It's so great you're, waiting there for me to use them. Yeah. Yeah, you're just turning the guys over. Anyway, so we did gloss over it a little bit. Blummer is two and one. I'm one and two. I like to say this about any football season, baseball season. There's a long-term plan in place, but but I don't know what my long-term plan is. I'm one and two, and I'm getting smoked. Trust the process. Yeah, I am. I am not. I don't even know what the process is. Hey, can we talk? Can we talk about the point total? What was my point total? I have that, no idea. Is that mean? No. Yeah, you did. I don't no, no. Yeah, it was like forty seven or something. I mean, what did I it was t- Oh, you undersold it. You were like forty eight. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I Yeah. You I mean wow. Yeah. Do you get a trophy for that? Well, yeah. On Yahoo you get the like thumbs down, like, <laughs> you know, a jackass trophy or something <laughs> right. of the week, like jackass of the week or whatever. Yeah, we called it the wooden spoon. Oh, there you go. You got the wooden spoon of oil. I mean, that might be the lowest of all year. Right, I mean, like it's got to be some kind of record. I mean, in my team, I have Russell Wilson. Like that's, not, I mean, he should get forty-seven points by himself, and he got smoked by the Vikings. <laughs> you know, and AJ Brown I went out. Have. Oh, that's what happened. AJ Brown got hurt. He ran one pattern. Not about that, yeah. He pulled up lame. Allen Robinson, who everybody said you got to get this year. Yeah, they had forty-seven yards of total offense in Chicago with Justin Fields. Like, can the Bears figure it out? The the listeners They've got do not talent. The listeners do not want to hear about all these excuses, no, but I will just tell you, yeah, forty was it? I got forty-eight points. Thank you. I undersold it, but it was it was ugly. Yeah, forty-eight and change. I mean, wow. I, you really are into it, though. I love it. You know how many points I got. You know what your record is. You know how many waivers you made. Like you're, I got. I'm all about talking trash. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't text me. Like you knew. I mean. You just I told deleted me. like six texts. I'm like, man, I can't do this to my guy. Oh, you can crush me. And it was that. your birthday. It was your birthday this week. I couldn't oh. do it on your birthday week. Okay, fair enough. Happy birthday, Tuttle. Thank you. I appreciate that. And my mom came on the podcast to wish me happy birthday. We haven't even talked about that. Ramos did a hell of a job yeah. last week well, on our podcast, ambushing me with my wife talking about my faux hawk. And mom gets on and goes, happy birthday to her son, Tuttle, on our podcast. That was a big episode. Well, it was, but that's the what'll Tuttle say of the day, and we'll jump into it right now because we're going to get. Damn it! We're, we have oh, to get I on. Talk per- more about your football team. No, I do not. So, but that's <laughs> that's. I wanted this podcast, so I do have my brother that listens to it. I believe your brother does as well. Hello, Greg. Yep. Hello, Jeff. Um, my brother's Jeff. You know that. How about that? Um, so? Shout out to them. But I thought this podcast was a safe space. Like, if my mom and <laughs> and your wife are not able it to, it used to be. They're not able to. Ramos. They're not able to click that subscribe button and listen to it on a regular basis. But our producer has to call the people in our lives and reach out to them. And you know, listening to the faux hawk story. I mean, there are two sides to every story. Isn't there scheming? Yeah, but there are two sides to every story. But do we really need to hear the Corey <laughs> side of the story about the faux hawk? I kind of liked where Blummer was sleeping on the couch, and you know, he felt like. <laughs> You know, kind of like the uh, the beard the beard story, which yeah, I, I did. Need you to... happen to catch the part where Corey, my wife, said "sexiest man alive"? I mean, we could replay that over and over if we need to. I mean, yeah, obviously, it's not the hair that's getting it done. Yeah, that was that wasn't 
Is that, is, what do they call that? A backhanded compliment? Like, you know, like totally, I don't like dude. the frosted She's tips. Like, I don't like the faux hawk. I don't like this. Have you seen my husband? He is smoking hot. It's like, wait a second. What about all that stuff you said before? Like, yeah, how do we he get doesn't to need this? that dumbass haircut? <laughs> That's exactly what she said. But the Weddle Tuttle say for the week, I don't have a lot of depth behind it, is like, Mr. Ramos, you better be careful, man. This is this podcast supposed to be a safe space, even, you know, via AT&T, the Astros, any of our former teammates that we decide to throw under the bus or tell a story about, and certainly our, our, our lovely wives and friends. But uh, really funny. But um, I did appreciate my mom coming on and wish me happy birthday. I think the intent was that she was going to speak about something else. And she said, well, can I just wish him happy birthday? And I think that's how it slid that way. But uh, but we have to be careful what we say on this podcast now. And I don't want to have to um, tread lightly. I want to be able to kind of speak my mind. So, But I guess ultimately the silver lining is we have a fantastic producer who's getting paid the yes. big bucks. And he was able to... Uh, to make some entertainment out of this uh, this little hobby. Yeah. Well played, my friend. Well played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have to be careful now. I thought this was a safe space where we could spout and not have that rebuttal to what'll Tuttle say. <laughs> you know, that that that's the fear is that we actually can get away with saying what we want to say. And that's it. That's, a, that, that's the end of story. That's the way yeah. it should be. But uh, yeah. but we have Ramos. He, he is captain accountability right now, and he uh, called us to the carpet on that one. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And, um, and you know, now we realize that his connections run far and wide. So, um, you know, we'll have to, you know, figure out who else he can bring on the podcast. His time will come. His time will come. <laughs> <laughs> Idle you threats. Know, you know what it makes me think of? The, um, there, there used to be a game show on. It was like to tell the truth. And then there was another one called, oh, yeah. I think, This Is Your Life, where they bring people in and they would either have fake guests. This Is Your Life is not something I want to start, you know. Granted, <laughs> it was my birthday and I'm getting much older. It's not something I want to be like. Stop now. All right. Yeah. Hey, Tuttle, did you listen to the podcast last week? No. Who'd you bring on now? You brought on my dead grandmother? Like, what? How did you do that? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous about who's going to bring it. It's your high school gym teacher, Mr. Blum. Chino. Chino. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the? Anyway, so, yeah. So, I, I did want to call you, uh, uh, take you to task a little bit for, um, you know, it was really nice to hear the, the you know, voices of the women in our lives, but... Uh, you know, now you're making us be cautious and more careful. And I was thinking that, you know, I was all gas, no brakes on the podcast for a while. Yeah. I think I'll still be all gas because I just love pushing people's buttons. Yeah. Uh, but, all right. What uh, do you got to push our buttons today, Blum? You got a blast of um, some sort? I don't know. I don't have a really good blast because I've been so hyper-focused on my job, I guess, but my job is now <laughs> On clinching. Yeah. I'm, now I can <laughs> You're focused on cheeks. clinching. <laughs> Hey, it's a rough week. Sometimes timing is everything, and you got to clinch, man. Yeah. But uh, the clinch is over, and the season is over. The only news I really have, and maybe this is exclusive to the Bleacher Blums podcast, because if you listen to this podcast early enough on Monday morning, you will find out that I uh, have a one-year extension on my contract. The option was picked up. I think that's probably the biggest news for me, and it's just a little, you know, self-congratulatory that I, I get to do this for another year with the Houston Astros. 
And uh, it will be my 10th year in the booth. And it's kind of amazing to think that I, uh, that I have been able to do this for 10 years. It was something that I didn't think I'd get the job in the first place. I got the job part-time. It becomes full-time. And it's really been a blast to be able to cover baseball. And one of the things that I talk about you know, with Tuttle and what I talk about when, with other guys who listen to the podcast that I played with is, you know, how do, how do you enjoy it? And I thoroughly enjoy it. And one of the things about calling baseball games, you know, towards the end of my career, it was a bit of a grind to stay on the field and, uh, and, and things like that. Kind of lost a little bit of the luster. But since being in the booth and being able to call games, I can honestly say that my love for the game has come back much like being on this podcast has brought that love for the game back because it brings back some of that pureness of it. And it brings back some of the mentality and the, the, the memories of playing the game and why I do love it. So I'm happy to announce that I will be back for at least one more year, hopefully more than that as we get through next season. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that fact and that announcement that uh, you will be stuck with me for another year, which means the potential for about what 52 at least maybe 52 more podcasts with you Tuttle so that that's yeah. just kind of the big news I've got that's awesome yeah I mean I'm, it just gives me another year to ride your coattails my friend um let's do I it. will yeah let's do it I do I do appreciate you saying that and I and I you can tell your enthusiasm is great I think you know my friends Thank that listen you. to this podcast are like um you know, gosh, he has a good voice for television. You know, he's really enthusiastic. And, he, you know, I mean, I think there's definitely a skill set to it. And as you said, when you started out part-time and not really sure what you wanted to do with your post-baseball uh, career, I struggled with that as well um, because, you you know, it, it ends so abruptly. You're kind of like, all right, yeah, what are you going to do? Man. It's real, whether, whether yeah. Made it, yeah. But whether you made it as far as you did or whether you made yeah. it as far as a 20-year vet, it's it's yeah. a harsh reality, man. It's tough. Yeah, because it's all you know. I mean, I you know, what do yeah. you do for a living? I play professional baseball. I mean, it doesn't really matter, like you said, the income or the status or the you know all those other things. You know, maybe um, dictate what's going to happen in the future. But when it ends, it ends, and and you know, I can just tell that you've obviously embraced this new career, and it it, it is you know your enthusiasm kind of and the fact that you were on television was part of the impetus and part of the reason we started doing this podcast. We thought, hey, this would be another outlet. And for me as well, just in the short two or three years we've been doing this, I enjoy it thoroughly, this podcast. Um, I know you enjoy it too, but the skill set that you need to do something like this. I mean, maybe this is like, I don't know, this is kind of like the batting cage for you on television and vice versa. I mean, it's That's something that point. you, yeah, sure. you get to practice and you know enhance the skill um, even without trying. And it's really been, it's been a good outlet for me too. So selfishly, like I said, riding your coattails for another year. And, um, I guess the disappointment is when we joke about you guys coming back to California at some point, um, you know, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be in Houston for another year. So at least for another year, I should say. And, uh, maybe that'll be your home until the kids go to college. But, uh, but yeah, it's great. Good news. And, and Hey, breaking news on the Bleacher Blums podcast, maybe. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Well, I mean, to those who are loyal to us, we're loyal to them. So, I, you know, that's why it's kind of fun to be able to have this platform, to be able to make an announcement like that and enjoy it a little bit and, and enjoy it with you, who's been, you've been along on this ride as long as I've been doing this job. I mean, I met you before my career was over and now we've kind of ridden through this thing together and you know the ups and downs of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I also think that uh, we should tell everybody that when this postseason does start, you're not going to lose me. You're going to gain Tuttle and I, and I think that we're going to try, you and I, we're going to, we're going to work out the logistics of it with Mark and try and figure out a, a, the best way to 
maybe in-game live tweet or give updates, but definitely try and do a little post-game action uh, on some of these series, especially with the Giants and Astros, just yeah, to get some be great. insight. Yeah, and maybe have a couple of pops in the process and enjoy that a little <gasps> bit. So you're not done with us, and you're going to get maybe a little bit more of the Bleacher Blowns. Yeah, awesome, Blummer. Um, I, I'm excited about it, um, you know, just especially because we've talked about our loyalty to some of these teams, obviously you being employed by one of them, but I, I think the fact that they're both here on the threshold of um, the postseason and, and going to hopefully go deep into the postseason, it might be insightful for the fans to hear what we think about, you know, not just our teams, but, you know, kind of some of the mindset and some of the kind of inner workings of playoff baseball, which is, Slightly different than the regular season, as we know, right? Pitching and defense is paramount, and you might see a shorter bench there. Just a few guys get used, and a few guys don't. Yep. But uh, that's going to, I think, do it for the Bleacher Blums podcast again for another fantastic week behind the microphone. You've heard it here first. Blummer's back for another year with the Astros, which means the Houstonites will uh, continue to hopefully rate, review, subscribe to our podcast, and we want to... As always, uh, give a shout out to our first responders, our military, healthcare workers, frontline healthcare workers uh, during this time and any time actually that uh, it allows us to enjoy our freedoms and you know putting their life on the line in many ways and certainly their livelihood is uh, is in harm's way and we feel very uh, fortunate to be protected and respected uh, by those folks who are out in the you know, out in the world doing things that many of us don't want to do. So uh, again, yeah. thank you so much for everything. I want to piggyback on that just real quick because there's a lot of uh, Houston police, HPD around the ballpark, and I've gotten to know them over the years. And one of them actually on my way out of the ballpark the other day gave me this great hat and it's uh, the Houston Mounted Police Force. If you can see that on our short hops or, it, you know, just maybe take a snapshot of that. But uh, thank you to all of those, like Tuttle said, who are uh, protecting us, supporting us. Uh, you know, it gave me a great deal of pride that they actually took the time to give me that hat and uh, recognize our appreciation of them. And that's going to do it for this episode of Bleacher Blums. Rate, review, subscribe, get out there, help us out, and bring you the content we want to bring you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was a little more fun and insightful with Major League Baseball and some of the enjoyment that we try and bring across there. Hope you have a great start to your week here at the Bleachers. And we always ask you, when you start off this week, get after it and believe it. Believe it. I'm cheesy. Are you sleeping again, Ramos, or what? And then all of a sudden, he kicked me right in the nuts.